Welcome to episode 37 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talked with one of our contributors, Spence Parkerson. You probably know him from his post, Worship is War. There'll be a link to that in the show notes for this episode, which you can find over at thechurchcollective.com. He's also written a book called The Gospel-Centered Worship Leader, which is just a really, really cool book. I've taken my team through about half of it now, and if you haven't picked it up, you really should. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 37. started was I was uh, discipling a, a, another guy, um, a younger worship leader in our ministry, and I'd been discipling him for probably about a year or so, just uh, pouring into him and teaching him what it means to lead worship and um, trying to equip him to do it. And uh, I'd gotten to church one day, um, and I saw him meeting with another worship leader, um, a younger guy in our ministry, and uh, went up and just kind of talked to him a little bit and uh, realized that they were in a about to start a discipleship kind of relationship there, the younger musician was looking to the guy that I'd been pouring into to teach him to lead worship. So it was really cool for me. Um, I remember leaving them to kind of start their study and walking back to my office, just thinking, yeah, man, this is really cool. Like I'm seeing discipleship take place in my ministry. I'm seeing multiplication happen. Yeah, man. Uh, Eric's doing a great job. He's starting to pour in like what he's learned from me. But then as soon as I had that thought, I thought, oh, man, how have I equipped him to do this? Um, I've poured into him in terms of how to lead worship, but I, have I empowered him to teach others to lead worship? Have, have I given him all the tools he needs to now reproduce himself and uh, pour into this guy? And, and I, I hadn't. Um, uh, everything would, had just been kind of organic and, um, you know, hey, watch me, learn from me. Uh, but it, it wasn't really laid out systematically. And so I, I guess the Lord in that moment just kind of impressed on my heart to, you know, write it all down. And uh, however long it takes, just write it down uh, to to give him a resource to help him succeed. So that's how it started. It took about a year. Um, started gathering a lot of um, documents, Bible studies, devotions that I'd written over the years and printed them all out. It was tons of material and just sorting through it, circling what I liked, throwing things away I didn't like, and just trying to organize my thoughts. And hmm. Anyway, so that's, that's cool. kind of how it started. Yeah, how, how are people using it now? Um, it's it's kind of creeping out there, you know. I'm, I don't have a, a name like uh, Francis Chan or Mark Driscoll or anything, so it's uh, the, I guess the, uh, the introduction of it is kind of slowly just kind of seeping out there, but... Um, but yeah, it's really, really been cool. I know we have, uh, um, I'm taking a couple of, of guys through it, uh, up and coming worship leaders. Uh, it's empowered uh, the women in our worship ministry. Uh, we have uh, a group of women worship leaders now going through it, uh, taking younger women through it. Um, uh, other churches in Atlanta and Man, there's some in Texas and, I mean, just kind of all over um, the, the country are kind of shooting me responses back and just saying it's kind of it's really beneficial. They like the way it's laid out. It's They like the way it 
it's pretty simple and there's discussion questions. It facilitates conversation. And sure. so I guess it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty been, I think it's targeted for, uh, you know, worship leaders to train up worship leaders in a small group setting, mm. but then you can also use it to, as a group resource to, you know, encourage your group, your worship team, um, as a whole. So, okay. Have you, um, now that it's out, like how have you utilized it with your team? Like where, was this something like a years long process and bits and pieces of it? Or did you, did you use them as guinea pigs in any way on your way? Oh through? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there we have two. I have two interns and um, uh, a male and a female intern, and probably I don't know, man. Probably halfway through or, or three quarters of the way through, um, I started taking them through it, uh, and we would meet every week, the three of us. And uh, at that time, I was I was printing it out on like paper, and it was just like you know, stapled sheets of paper and it was just kind of a mess, but, um, they would read it and we would come in and that's how, uh, at the end of every section, there's a, a little takeaway, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like a one sentence line that kind of summarizes. That's how I got that because we, I started meeting with them and at the end of our discussion, I was like, okay, well, and then one time I was like, so what's the takeaway? What'd y'all learn? (laughs) And then, so, after like the second or th- third time, I was like, maybe I need to put that in the book, you know, like at the end of every section, have a takeaway. So they helped me a lot. There were several times they came in they're like, yeah, I got what you're saying here, but, uh, you may need to be a little clearer on it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a couple guinea pigs on it. So sure. I know I'm taking my team through it, um, as well, my worship team, and it's just absolutely packed. I wonder if you could speak to, um, why you have so much scripture in this, in this book study. Uh, yeah. Um, well, honestly, I think because it goes back to, I didn't, the motivations behind writing this, I don't have anything new or fresh to say on worship. I think scripture is all we need. And you got people like A.W. Tozer and Bob Coughlin and some of these other guys who have written incredible, incredible books on worship. And I don't want to try to reinvent the wheel. I'm not that smart. Um, I, I, I wanted to just put things down in a systematic way, uh, in a structured way. And I really wanted everything that I said, I wanted to, 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 to validate my points Mm. with scripture, not with, um, not, you know, I don't want people to take my word for it. And and I want them to be able to, to dig deeper if they want to go deeper, you know, not just read on the surface, but Hey, if, if this line that that's in here is pretty cool, Oh, it's got a scripture reference. Let's, let's dive a little deeper into scripture, you know, so, um, kind of serves two purposes to kind of validate what I'm saying, uh, and to teach people to get what they need from scripture. But then also, uh, if people want to dive deeper in their studies, they can use the scripture to go deeper. Sure. What do you think the the danger would be for a worship leader to, I guess, go through worship leading without really utilizing scripture, without really breathing in and, you know, breathing out Bible? Oh man. Um, uh, the danger is leading people uh, to worship the wrong thing. Uh, I think is is the key. Um, if our if our worship isn't built on the foundation of who God is and and His character, um, not just one aspect of His character, but His character holistically, mm. um, then then I I think I make this point in the book. Idolatry isn't always intentional. 
um, sometimes it's uh, we do it and we don't know we're doing it. And so I think that's the danger is uh, worship leaders have a have a big role and it's it's using their gift and using their craft and their platform even to uh, d- direct and even redirect the focus of the congregation and the, the worshiping hearts off of idols and onto the one true God. And so if, if, if our worship isn't built and f- grounded in who God is, then uh, we're leading people into idolatry, essentially. Mm. Yeah. So... So you wrote, for those of you who listen, we'll put a link in the show notes too, but you wrote a post um, a while ago called Worship is War over at the Church Collective, and I know it's really resonated with a lot of people. Could you maybe speak to the, the heart behind that post as well? Um, yeah, um, I, I think it, it actually came from an excerpt in the book, I think, I, where it talks about worship isn't just songs, worship is war. And I, I think it, it really um, is the purpose and the heart behind it is to really give some uh what's the word i'm looking for um purpose behind what we do on sunday mornings uh, i think it it would be very easy to play our songs just because we've always played songs and that's what worship is um but why do we sing songs why why and so that's where i was getting at and when you look in scripture man god's people uh, especially i, th- I think is in first or second chronicles i don't know it uh, I, the um the, the blog has the uh, the uh, scripture reference, but mm. um, but how uh, Jehoshaphat put the worshipers before the the army, and uh, as they as they began to worship and as they began to praise God in the midst of an attack and in the midst of uh, physical danger, as they as they began to worship, um, God fought their battle for them. Mm. And and man, we we face that every single week with our uh, with our worship services, and people are coming in with diseases. People are coming in uh, thinking about committing adultery. People are coming in maybe while they're committing adultery. People are coming in with all kinds of battles and issues, and for us to not uh, know that, and for us to not plan our sets accordingly, and for us to not execute our sets accordingly. And just get up there and hide behind our songs. Uh, we're not leading worship. Um, we're not leading people to fight those battles. We're we're um, we're we're doing a disservice <laughs> to our congregation. Um, so I guess that's the kind of hard. I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah. um, you know, I could kind of keep going. But I think <laughs> that was the heart behind it. No, that's good. Yeah, to really recognize that that when we're actually leading, and I know I'm guilty of this. You know, often I think we're all probably guilty of coming in and going through the motions because of the weekly nature of our church services. We come and we do it, and we pick our songs and we plan our things, and and um, it's really, really easy to get into it and totally neglect the spiritual aspect or the fact that we're actually, you know, in the middle of warfare and ministering to people. And I know for me, one of my prayers always when I'm um, praying with the team before I lead worship is, you know, just recognizing God that I don't know where everybody's at of all the people in the mm-hmm. room like god's ordained each of them to be there and each of them have their own issues and, and baggage and, and things that they need to lay at the altar um and, and really if we're not recognizing that i think we miss huge opportunities um for, for, oh, god for to work. sure and it's i think it's uh, you know it's not the songs i don't i don't think the songs in themselves hmm. um have the power i think it's the songs are a tool um 
that really uh, point the congregation and point us to who God is. Yeah. And, and, and that is what changes everything, is, is who God is and His character and His power. The songs are just the, uh, the, uh, the pathway to get there. Yeah. So, so how, how could, say, the worship leaders listen to this and they maybe feel convicted by us talking about, like, it's not about those five or six songs that we pick, like, at the end of the day. It's about what the, the Spirit does and, and how He's ministering. What, what advice would you have for them? They're, they're saying, like, man, I don't want it to just be about me picking songs, but that's really all I've done. You know, what, what, mm-hmm. would, you, what would you tell them? Um, I, I would say first, I mean, this is kind of something that is a coin saying around, around our church and our worship ministry is uh, worship leading starts off the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you ha- you got you to gotta get connected with your people. Uh, make sure you're plugged into small groups, life groups, discipleship groups. Uh, sit down and get to know your people. Um, as you do that, you'll begin to realize what they're going through. And instead of having an audience to play for on Sunday mornings, you're you're going to realize you're going to have a family that you're worshiping with. And and that changes everything when you actually know the people uh, you're leading and you care about them. And you see Mr. Johnny out there who you know uh, just had a rough week uh, because his uh, niece died. I don't know. Um, And so this song about God being able, you know, is speaking to him and you're leading that song in your community and you're wanting him to know that truth. You know, it just, it, it, I would say, I, I would say that would be the most, there's several things I think practically, but I think that's the most important thing is to get to know your people and to lead them off the stage before you try to lead them on the stage. Mm-hmm. Deep. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So we'll we'll probably just leave it at that. If people want to get in touch with you, though, Spence, what's the what are the best channels? Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, obviously you can hit me up on Facebook. Um, uh, but then you know my email is uh, tsparkerson at gmail dot com. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much Sweet. it. Yeah, we'll crosspointchurch.cc. Uh, that's our church website. Um, you can go on there and. There's a church email address you can find me at that too. So awesome, man! You guys have some awesome music coming out, so we'll make sure to link up for all the albums and the gospel-centered worship leader book and everything in the show notes for this episode. But man, Spence, I know it's just you and I have been friends here for a while now. It's just always awesome to chat with you and just really hear the heart of another worship pastor. It's just really cool to to know that there's people out there that really value the Word of God and value discipleship and uh, yeah. want to do more than just the songs every week. For sure, man. Well, thanks a lot for the opportunity, man. You guys have been such a huge blessing and a, such a huge resource. I think um, I think everyone who, who even listens to this and, and everyone who's not would agree that you guys are doing an incredible job. So keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Hey, man. All right, bro. Thank you for listening. As always, if you could please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It really helps us connect with more worship leaders. And be sure to head over to thechurchcollective.com and get connected with us. We want to connect with you. There's so many cool things coming, and we want you to be a part of it. God bless you today.